0: Join I Am A Watchman Ministries Managing Editor, Joe Kerr, with co-host Dylan Burroughs, bringing you a fascinating discussion regarding the importance of Bible prophecy and Christian living today as it relates to our responsibility as
1: believers to be watchmen. This is A View from the Wall. Welcome to A View from the Wall. This is Dylan Burroughs along with Joe Kerr, and we are broadcasting from the Proximity Bible Conference in Southern California, and we had the opportunity just now to hear from Jan Markell. And those of you who are familiar with our conference know much about Jan and her ministry with Olive Tree Ministries. And Joe, just take a moment and share a little bit about what you thought about the conference so far today.
2: It has been fantastic. Some great, great presentations already. And Jan had an opportunity to share some things that... You could update this on a regular basis, Jan, with (laughs) the the top 10 things or the top stories of Bible prophecy or where the direction the church is headed. I mean, it really, you could update the headlines every week, but I've seen this presentation a couple of times. It was excellent today. Some new material that I hadn't seen the last time.
1: Yes. Well, again, Jan Markell of Olive Tree Ministries, based in Minneapolis, a ministry helping believers understand the times and become watchmen on the wall. And Jan, we appreciate you being here with us today. Thank you for being on a from the wall.
3: Thank you for having me. I'm glad you could come to California as did I from out east.
1: Yes, it sounds like you've been traveling quite a bit lately and the presentation today was talking about how things are falling into place in terms of Bible prophecy and talk a little bit about what you just shared in your presentation today. What did you discuss that was uh, such importance to today's audience?
3: Well, I basically summarized what I think are 10 top issues that Christians should be keeping their eyes on. They were prominent in the last year. And as we enter this new year, I think a lot of these things, the spirit of Antichrist is on overdrive. The rise of wickedness and lawlessness is on overdrive. The rise of evil is on overdrive. We have the rise of, I I think, the environmental movement is going to play into the coming one-world religion. And that doesn't mean we shouldn't be good stewards of the creation, because I'm not putting that down, but this hyper-environmentalism, I think, is going to play into the one-world religion. We've got the mocking and the scoffing going on like never before before. Uh, we've got uh, Mideast activity, we've got apostasy in the church, we've got the surveillance system, all these things and more are 10 things I talked about that folks need to keep their eyes on as we move into a new year. And beyond that, it's going to be into this whole new decade. If the Lord tarries, and frankly, I don't think he will, but if he tarries, these are things to keep your eyes on.
1: Well, one area that you talked about that really resonated with the audience and with me as well is this idea of the mocking and scoffing of the church. I mean, first of all, so many churches don't talk about prophecy or the end times, period. But those who do face a lot of ridicule and persecution for it. Talk a little bit about what that's like today for churches that are are devoted to continuing to declare Bible prophecy and its importance.
3: Well, very few are. Um, Brent Miller, who's producer of the new film Before the Wrath, which is... um, a drama that's coming out, I think, in a very short time. Brent Miller went into kind of business with Lifeway, and they did a poll of how many churches are talking about this topic, and 98% are not talking about the King is Coming, 98%, because they feel it won't grow the church. It'll drive people away. It'll scare people. Uh, It'll, who knows what, uh, they'll never come back again, the pews won't fill up. If we talk about anything that's deemed as bad news, we're done for, is the fear of pastors today. So it's not happening in the church. And that's why folks are driving great distances, flying great distances to Events that talk about it, and and can they can be encouraged. And I know they're being encouraged, but we need more such events. And my prayer is that somehow the church will be awakened, just as it was awakened back on 9-11-2001. Churches were suddenly full because they got a wake-up call. The church needs another wake-up call. I'm not sure what it's going to be, but it needs not We don't want another terror attack for sure, but we do need a wake-up call. Or, I don't know, the church as we know it. It's failing.
2: You talked about that when you were speaking about, and you used the phrase, I've heard you use it before, new normal. Yeah. How things have changed. And yet, the hope that you just mentioned with the churches, it's interesting when you hear the pastors that are here and some of the people that go to their church, the churches that are willing to teach Bible prophecy and talk about the truth are actually growing, they're not shrinking.
3: I would agree with that. Um, I, I, some of this, I think, is geographical. I, I think here on the we're on the West Coast right now, and they're blessed with many, many Calvary chapels, and those churches are indeed growing because they're focusing on this. And I think if you were to quiz a lot of churches, they would say that they're not growing and this topic would really prevent them from growing. Re- Look, this is divisive. This, there, are too many, there are too many theologies. How do we know which one is right? Well, read the Bible. You can tell which one is right, but they're afraid to. So I think the days of growing, a church growing because of standing on truth, standing on the Bible, and standing on eschatology are over. I really do. And what we have left is what's called a remnant church. And remnant believers gather together at conferences and home studies in smaller churches. If you're fortunate enough to be a part of a Calvary chapel, they'll teach this many and some won't. But I think the days that I remember in the church when it was growing for what you just said are not going to happen.
1: Well, it's... Interesting to me and also disturbing that it's not just the church that's under suffering or mocking, but also you talked about in your presentation today, the continued rise in anti-Semitism, both in our country and worldwide. You made one mention of a group that was only 20 minutes from where you live and and some of the things are happening that close to home. What are you seeing in terms of how that connects with Bible prophecy? What should we be concerned about in this area of anti-Semitism today?
3: I think it's almost the biggest story of now. The biggest current event story is the persecution of Jews and Christians. What's going on in the Middle East and Africa is unspeakable when it comes to Christian persecution. But what we've got in New York City is unspeakable when it comes to Jews.
2: Yes, that's true. They
3: can't go, they can't go down the street with an identifying, you know, Star of David or Yarmulke or whatever. They can't go down the street without the risk of not just being beaten up, but being killed. In France, a lovely Jewish lady, I think she was in her 60s, um, had a neighbor who hated Jews and who took her and threw her out her window, and she died. This is the new normal again. I hate to keep using that term. The new normal is violence against people of the book, Jews and Christians. I mean, it breaks my heart. I live in a fairly safe area, though I showed a picture of the University of Minnesota and college campuses are hotbeds of all this kind of hate, even though they're all about tolerance. And the University of Minnesota is just a complete ground zero, certainly in the Midwest, for hating Jews, hating Christians, hating the Bible, um, hating righteousness. But my focus was Jews in that particular comment. I was making the picture I showed and, and they splashed across their promotion um, they are calling for bloodshed against the Jews this is the 21st century this isn't 1938 when this was common particularly in Europe this is 2020 and is this a resurgence of 1938? I think so
1: mm, that's amazing and some powerful words we'll be right back with more here on A View From The Wall
0: From I Am A Watchman Ministries, here's today's I Am A Watchman Minute. Bible prophecy is perfect and precise. Understanding prophecy not only provides insight into what is going to happen tomorrow, it positions us to be better witnesses today. For example, Daniel the prophet declared that the Messiah would come to Jerusalem and then be cut off or killed precisely 483 years after a particular proclamation was made. About 100 years after that prophecy was written, the proclamation was made. And exactly 483 years later, Jesus rode into Jerusalem on a donkey in what we now call the Triumphal Entry, and then was crucified. All exactly as foretold. The study of Bible prophecy is amazing and exciting. I Am a Watchman resources will help you know what God has done and is going to do. Be bold. Be faithful. Be a watchman iamawatchman.com
3: What does it say in 2 Timothy 3, 13? In the last days, evil will wax worse and worse. Nobody here denies we're in the last days. And I think the thing that's maybe debatable, are we in the very last of the last, maybe in the last seconds of the last day, probably? And if so, all of this should be expected. You know, um, Adrian Rogers once made a saying, not everybody will understand this, and we have to be careful with it, and I think everyone here will understand it. Adrian Rogers used to say, the world is growing gloriously dark, Because then the Lord returns. Then Jesus returns in the rapture. Because I believe what's happening is God is looking at some of this that we're looking at and saying, he's going to say any day, any second, enough. Enough. I'm removing my church out of this. The church doesn't need to look at this.
1: Welcome back to View from the Wall. This is Dylan Bros. along with Joe Kerr, and we have the honor of talking with Jan Markell of Olive Tree Ministries here at the Proximity Bible Conference in Southern California. In fact, Lamb and Lion Ministries in 2017 declared Jan one of God's most prophetic voices to America and in warning the church. So we are honored to have her here with us. But one thing we want to talk about in this segment is something that continues to come up in our culture. And I'll put it this way. I recently had an opportunity to talk with some college students about the rapture in the end times Mm -hmm. and ask them what their views were and they had different views some were pre-trib or mid-trib or post-trib they had different perspectives but what surprised me the most in the conversation is how little people cared about which view you had it's like it'll all work out in the end what's the big deal if you have a different view Uh, i think that is central to our topic today is that people in many cases, simply no longer see the importance and value of looking at the end times from a biblical perspective. Uh, Tell us what you're seeing in this area.
3: I think you're absolutely right. And I think um, the fact that very few know what they believe in the context that we're talking about and the common saying is it'll all work out it'll all pan out it's kind of silliness that they they say because the bible is crystal clear how it'll all pan out right so let's just take the biblical perspective could we please of course they don't know the bible because of biblical illiteracy but I am thrilled to see younger people here at this particular conference. I mean, it's amazing. And maybe that's a credit to Calvary Chapel. I don't know. But generally the under 40 age group is so tuned out to anything that's really relevant because they're focusing on now and they're focusing on their future and all that they think life has to offer them. So I think that the younger generation, and I had a pastor tell me that, the under 45 pastors don't understand so much. They, they, because of their seminaries, they're not. They're just not trained to understand the times. Uh, to be a watchman on the wall like you guys, they're not, they're not trained to how to do that. So pastors, I think, need to learn to be watchmen, but the sheep, the people in the church need to learn how to become watchmen. That's why ministries like yours, like mine, are needed to help train people to become watchmen on the wall. It's so important. Look, the sons of Issachar were men who understood the times and knew what Israel should do. Today, Christians need to understand the times and know what they should do, and they don't. They don't. They simply do not.
2: I love how you pointed it to young people because, let's face it, the world, you you made the example about climate change and how that is targeted toward young people so much. If the world understands that the next message has to be implanted in young people today in order for it to rule the world tomorrow. Right. How do we miss that as the church?
3: Well, um, the church is in fact catering to young people, the church. We have a church in the twin cities just this past week. you It's just hard to believe. It just told anyone over 60 go find another church so we can cater to young people we want a church of young people the church wants they they want to reach the young i don't know that their methods are all that great they're certainly using rock music and you know some of that is okay some of it's not okay but the older people certainly 60 and over again this church just made the announcement to the congregation which was heavily over 60 said you go find another we we don't want you here we're going to focus on young people again this is and this is one of my main 10 talking points was for that we need to watch for the new year is the growing apostasy in the church it is horrific and i focused a little bit this morning on um, New Apostolic Reformation and what they believe. And I had to go very quickly, but um, NAR is the fastest-growing denomination on the whole planet. And it's about signs, wonders, miracles, gold dust, et cetera, not teaching the Bible. So I'm very, very concerned about what's happening by way of apostasy. But you gentlemen know the verses pointing to an end-time apostasy are legion more than almost anything else.
1: Right. And one thing you communicated toward the end of your presentation today is this idea that, yes, there are some negative things happening that we need to be aware of, but also these negatives do point to the fact that Jesus is coming any moment. How does that go together, this bad news and good news combination?
3: I quoted um, Adrian Rogers, who said years ago, it's a statement that not everyone can understand. He said, the world is growing gloriously dark. And all he meant by that is when you see tough things out there, the world growing dark, know that he is coming soon. And that's all he meant. And that's what we need. We need to look at these perils as a herald of his coming. The trumpet's going to blow. I believe any day, any minute. And that's the way we need to see. I mean, headlines are a herald of his coming. But we have people, I believe, just majoring in my focusing on minors. As I said, people are more interested in Prince Harry and Meghan Markle than Mm -hmm. the Mm -hmm. fact that the days are growing. There's not much time left. Not much time left to even get saved. So let's not waste time. If you don't know the Lord Jesus as your Lord and Savior, do it today. Call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Ask him to make you a new creature for what he did on the cross. Your salvation is available through him for what he's done on the cross. Don't put it off another day. No one is guaranteed a tomorrow.
2: The message doesn't change. Whether we're talking about the rapture or whether we're talking about the first church in the first century, the message is still the same. It's Absolutely. the gospel, the gospel, the gospel. And that's what the rapture is all about. Get as many people ready as possible.
3: Get them to, to vo- First of all, avoid the tribulation, which is unspeakable. But worse than that, let's avoid the fires of hell. When you think that hell is eternal, hell is forever without end, you don't want to go there.
1: Yes, well, it's interesting you mention it that way because we've been talking about this resource that we have called the Rapture Kit. You can get more information at rapturekid.org. But one thing that's fascinating about this Rapture Kit is that people look at it and sometimes have this perspective that what is going to happen is I'll wait until the rapture happens and then I'll know why I missed it yeah, and then fair. I'll believe. Right. And right. I think how in the world would anyone want to have that perspective? Because if you see what happens in the tribulation, there is no way you would want to be a person who experiences exactly. any of that. And of course, on top of that, we don't know our final day or hour. No one is guaranteed tomorrow, so we should not delay. And When we come back, we'll talk more about that here on A View from the Wall.
0: The rapture can happen at any time. You may be ready, but are your friends and family spiritually prepared for the coming of the Lord? What will happen to those left behind? we've created a new resource to help you help them. It's called the Rapture Kit. Included in the Rapture Kit is a Bible and vital information on what the Rapture is and how to prepare for what's to come. The Rapture Kit also includes eight books on prophecy, apologetics, the Christian walk, and being a watchman for the Lord. Plus a number of video and audio teachings all preloaded on an eight gigabyte flash drive. Become more strategic and active in your witnessing. Warn the lost about the coming rapture and help individuals in the post-rapture world be drawn to Christ, equipping them to become the next generation of ministry leaders. Learn more and order at rapturekit.org.
3: I want to close with this verse that we all love because it's why we're here today. 1 Thessalonians 4, just a couple of verses. This is why this is this is our hope. This is our blessed hope. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel and the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Those you love who've gone on before you, they go first. We grab onto them as they go on up, and then we go on up. (laughs) After that, we who are alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we be with the Lord forever and ever and ever and ever and ever, never ever. Nuts to so drag queen story hour. You're left behind. Yep, we're gonna leave it all behind. We're gonna leave the dark things behind. Therefore, encourage or comfort one another with these words. If we, if you remember nothing else, go forth and encourage and comfort. Go and occupy until he comes. Enjoy the crown you will receive for being one who longs for his appearing. Look, creation is groaning. The whole world is groaning. It is time for the Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus, perhaps today.
1: Welcome back to A View from the Wall. We've been talking with Jan Markell. And as we talk, it's fun for me to see someone so full of life and fired up about this issue. Jan, I've seen you pound the table a couple times that we've been discussing the importance of being prepared for Christ any moment coming. But as we get into this last segment, I want us to talk a little bit about what can we do on a practical, everyday perspective that can not only just prepare us for the rapture by being saved, but what are some of the implications in terms of how we should live differently because we believe jesus is coming back any moment what would you advise people
3: Well, will be a witnessing christian because if in fact we're leaving pretty soon we want anyone we know love or care about and be family member friend neighbor co-worker again we don't want, we don't want them to be left behind so let's be a witnessing christian um let's be an informed christian again i I referred to the sons of issachar were men who understood the times we need to understand the times we can't unplug it's a temptation to unplug the news is i would be the first to admit the news is dark people are majoring in minors there we can't we can't major in minors we got to understand the times contend for the faith and be watchmen on the wall so i encourage everyone to be informed as much as they possibly can be informed and then let's be encouragers. Let's encourage one another. That's It says in Hebrews 10, encourage one another all the more as you see the end drawing near. So let's be encouragers. And it, we have the glorious good news, not just the gospel, but the glorious good news of the Lord's imminent return, of eternity with the Lord Jesus, of a thousand-year millennium, of a new heavens and a new earth. Our future is out of this world. Let's be excited about it. Let's tell others about it. Half of them won't understand. Half of them won't care. Tell them anyway. That's right. Just one out of 10 might catch the fire. Yes. I catch the fire and then they'll go tell a hundred. There you go. All that work is for that one person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I
1: saw something recently. Sowing those seeds. They talked about, you know, I was the one that Jesus left the 99 for. And I thought that was so compelling because we think about it from the other side of the equation of the 99 and the one who is uh, tracked down by the shepherd but what if you were the one who needed to be tracked down by the shepherd and brought back to the lord um as we continue our discussion though we do want to give you an opportunity to talk a little bit about what is going on with olive tree ministries what are some of the latest things that are happening there and what we can look forward to in the days ahead
3: we have a conference every fall uh this year is september twenty sixth, 27th near minneapolis Uh, mayor safati jack hibbs barry stagner joel rosenberg Michelle Bachman, that's our big push for 2020. And um, the tickets will go on sale this summer. And Olive Tree Views, views as in viewpoint, olivetreeviews.org, all info there. And uh, we'll have CDs, DVDs as well. But come on out. Meet like-minded remnant believers. It Change your life. You'll make friends for life, I promise. Well, you absolutely. guys were there. You were there and you did our interviews. We were. And we people said the interviews were the highlight of their day, So,
2: Oh, that was very sweet. And we enjoyed <laughs> being there. We're looking forward to being there again yeah. this year coming up. So thank you so much, Jan, for taking some time mm-hmm. and being an encourager because the message is dark. You're right. Yeah, it's dark. But if people walk away with nothing but the darkness, you can't share that. Our watchmen have
1: to have a heart of hope yeah, with they a message have to have that's a heart. difficult. It's
3: absolutely. Well put.
1: Yeah, well, we do have a few moments left together. And in our final moments together, I think it'd be appropriate if we just took a moment to pray for those who are listening today and just encourage those who are out there. It does tell us in the rapture passage in 1 Thessalonians 4 at the end of that to encourage one another with these words, that in the end for the believer, the rapture is an exciting thing, something we look forward to and we pursue with passion until the Lord's coming. So if you would, Jan, if you wouldn't mind taking a moment to pray for our listeners to encourage and equip as they seek to live for the Lord in these last days days
3: okay heavenly father we just uh, thank you that you have given us some insights you've given us enthusiasm you've given us a passion to tell the truth to wake people up to spread the good news the good news of the gospel it's the most important message that we can possibly imagine and just pray for right now for any listener who's just confused who just says you know what i don't know that i can make sense of all this i think there's some truth to it and um That this particular listener or listeners would find a good pastor friend teacher someone they could talk to and help them better understand the times understand the bible and we thank you for your word we thank you that um, you've outlined in prophecy you've told us everything in advance that's the beauty of prophecy you're just you're telling us the future in advance and there are a few of us who can understand it and and I just pray for that that this ministry, the Watchman ministry, would continue to expand so that they can spread the good news, the good news of the gospel, the good news of salvation, the good news that the King is coming pray that you'd open more doors for them and for any other ministry representatives listening today that you'd expand their borders as well because the hour is so late so very very late we just thank you for all you're going to do in these very final days of history as we know it we pray a blessing on uh, on all those who are listening and those who are recording this today in uh, shua's name amen
1: Amen. And I hope you've enjoyed Jan Markell's time with us today. We have other programs with her as well. You can pick up at Iamawatchman.com. And again, her organization at olivetreeviews.org where you can find out more about what she's doing and the upcoming conference she mentioned during our interview together. We thank you for being with us and look forward to joining you next time on A View from the Wall.